Hello, everyone. Thanks for jumping in to another episode. You're here with John Marsh. I hope you've had a really great week so far. Today on the podcast, I've got a cool episode with my good friend, Duncan White. Duncan and his business partner, Jackie, are the co-founders of Transcend Health, which is a physiotherapy and exercise physiology uh, clinic here in Newcastle, but they're doing things differently, right? They have a pretty cool setup. So, you know, a lot of people get into physiotherapy, personal training, movement coaching, uh, you know, exercise physiology, because they love to help people and they love what they do. But the problem can be for a lot of these business owners is that, you know, a year, two years in, your books get a little bit full, you're serving people one-to-one, face-to-face, you might work with them for, you know, eight sessions or three months, whatever it is, and then the client moves on and you're no longer able to support them powerfully and you're focused on the next person who comes in. And this can present a little bit of a challenge. One, it uh, means that the business owner is often focused on what's called client attraction, so creating new clients. And it can also mean that you're just trading your time for money. So your business is capped to the extent which you can, you know, fill your book, so to speak, or, you know, you bring another person in underneath you. Duncan and Jackie have created a completely new model. It is very cool. They've extended the client pathway, provided a new way to support the client after they've moved through the standard one-to-one sort of setup. And it's allowing their people to connect with each other. It's allowing Transcend to support them on a longer-term basis through their health and wellness journey and their training journey. And it's pretty cool. So we talk about how Duncan went about this and Jackie went about this. Um, we talk about um, you know all the details of knowing and communicating your client pathway to help create more certainty and longevity with your clients and what the result is when you start to do this when you start to innovate how you're doing things you can avoid or escape uh, the overwhelm and the frustration of having to you know fill your books just with one-to-one and start to look at a new way of doing things that can give you you know a little bit more flexibility Uh, maybe even a little bit more time off and a way to support the people you serve a lot more powerfully on a lot longer term basis as well. So really, really cool episode for anyone who's working one-to-one in a service business who might be thinking, hey, what next? What could I do beyond this point? Before we kick off the episode, uh, head over to the creatorclub.link website, download your copy of the Win the Week Framework the episode is brought to you by the Win the Week Framework. It's the sponsor, pretty cool, huh? So the Win the Week Framework will help you do more of the important work in your business each week with a simple four-question framework. It'll allow you to ditch the overwhelm, ditch the stress, focus on what needs to be done, and move your business forward. A lot of times it's easy to get caught up in the complexities and you know the urgent, unimportant work in your business. This framework will help you get clear on what's important and how to set aside time to address that. Very simple, very clear. Creatorclub.link. That's it for now. Let's jump into the episode. You're here with John Marsh, and today I'm talking with Duncan White from Transcend Health here in Newcastle. Duncan here is with us from Transcend Health, and I've known Duncan for a little while, and I, I love what you guys are creating at Transcend. I love the way that you do things as well. Today, I would love to talk about 
a little bit about your business model as a whole, mm. uh, the macro sense. And then specifically, I'd love to talk a little bit about what I guess we could call the client success pathway or the client pathway. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people out there have a service business and they're one-to-one. -one. Yep. Maybe it's an exercise, personal training, physiotherapy, osteopathy, uh, or maybe it's in you know financial services or otherwise. And one of the problems can be that they work really hard to get clients, they book up the week eventually, uh, whether through referrals or other marketing, and then they feel burned out and they get a little bit of dissonance with it. And there's also an earning cap on the business because mm -hmm. they're trading time directly for money. Mm -hmm. What I love about what you guys have done is you've seen a different way to do to to go about this. Yep. And it's not and it's not just the the typical like hire other people to work under you. Yeah. You've also created a new extended client pathway to create something totally different and really innovate how I would say a physiotherapist would typically service people. And mm. I think people listening can get a lot out of that because for a lot of small businesses, there could be a totally different uh, extended pathway that's available. Yep. Uh, that they might start to think about from this. So mm. maybe if you could start off with your early days in physio, mm -hmm. when you were a one-to-one um, practitioner, I know you and Jackie started Transcend, take us back a little bit to that point where you were, uh, what were you seeing? You know, you're mm. booking up clients one-to-one. -one. What did the business look like? What were you thinking, looking ahead? Mm -hmm. How were you sort of navigating everything? Yeah, for sure. I might even go back about three or four years before this, when I was an employee um, working in private practice um, and how things have, I've changed things in my own practice over 10 years. Because you're right, in Cairo, osteo, physio, PT, um, and probably those other one-to-one -one services, the, the burnout rate's quite high and the dissonance is, you know, drives people out of the professions and thinking the grass is greener somewhere else and um, often it might be but often it's not either so uh, there's kind of two big problems with looking after people's health one is like you said you do some marketing you do good work uh, and you go hunting for the next lot of clients and you fill your books and you treat those people and they get better and they leave because they're better um, and hopefully they send someone else or hopefully at some point in the future if they hurt themselves and they need your help again they come back because they know you're good etc etc so that puts a huge amount of strain and stress on business owners who own practices but also the employees who kind of realize that their earning potential is quite capped and they're going to have to go and do a lot of this referral and marketing work um, yeah. themselves. So this, just quickly, this would be a, what we could call a focus on client attraction yeah. or the technical word client acquisition. Correct. Which for gyms, yoga studios, a lot of people, we love to focus on client mm. acquisition mm -hmm. or getting new leads through the door. Mm. So I love this. You've seen you've seen the tension in that. What what happens next? Yeah, so then what happens next? Um, for a, uh, There's kind of two ways, two things that happen next. Um, you scale by putting people under you and you try and fill their books and, and do all that, or 
another way, and we see this a lot with um, Cairo often, but it's also in physio and stuff as well, where they like sell packages for three months for people who, and they do the same thing over and over and over again. And these things that they do make the person feel better in that moment in time and probably for the next couple of days. But uh, it's like taking a pen doll, the headache comes back unless you address the underlying cause. Mm -hmm. um, and so these patients end up on uh, a cycle where, for lack of a better way to explain it, they're, they're addicted to coming in to see you. Um, and I don't think uh, this is done overly intentionally or with ill wishes or ill thoughts by those practitioners either. Totally. It's, it just evolves from the way things are set up. Yeah, and I think we've spoken about that before where just the act of going in to see someone mm. is often therapeutic. Yeah, it is. You know, yeah. there's, a good, there's a good energy in that as well. 100%. Um, so I faced this debacle um, and it also came out of an injury that I had myself uh, where I was like, okay, these tools are getting me personally to this point and my clients to this point. What other tools are there that I could use to further improve their life, but also have an ethically sustainable health business model? Um, and so that was the big problem, like to define it. And what we did was, and what we do really well, is we transition people from one-on-one -on -one care that often looks like manual therapy with some education and exercise into a community and semi-private training scenario where their goals are being addressed and met and monitored and they can continue on that for as long as they wish or as short as they wish. Um, and so we retain that person, we enhance their life continually. We're not treating them for their back anymore, um, but they stay with us because of all the other benefits that they're getting towards their, their physical and mental and yeah. emotional health. So there's two things, I wanna go deeper into that. There's two things straight away that strike me. One is a lot of times a small business owner will reach a certain position of mm -hmm. getting a certain amount of people in, right? a certain amount of success. And then they may stay in that business, but that grass is greener way of thinking might kick in. And mm -hmm. what they'll often do is open up a, uh, a new customer segment. Yeah. So they might start to work, teach other physios, or they might mm -hmm. start to go into schools and do programs, mm -hmm. which is cool. Like it's, it's a, it's a, totally viable way to go 100% what I love about what you've done though is rather you've kept the same customer segment so it's allowed you to work with say I come in with a bad back yep. all the way through that process building great rapport and relationship yep. and trust then um, create an extended pathway and a totally new type of transformation a yep. totally new type of service almost mm -hmm. um, my question is, how did you have the guts to do that mm. when at the time, right now, obviously it's, it's yeah, obvious yeah. and it works really well. Just if you're listening, I think you guys have what, over 60 people in the group. Yeah, 65 last week, I think. Yeah, thriving was, yeah. community of people training together, yeah. which didn't exist. Correct. But back when it didn't exist, 
it's easy to get caught up in that, you know, we need more leads, we need mm. more, like, mm. let's do, let's get more referrals. How did you flip and say, okay, we, we, this community thing sounds good, like, let's, let's zoom out and think about how we can shift the whole model. Mm. Um, I don't, well, firstly, it came about because I realized that my skill set and the physio tools that I traditionally had were only getting certain results. So that was the first thing that drove it. It wasn't a business um, catalyst that caused the change um, so much. Uh, What then happened though, is we used to do one-on-ones and group, but the group was different to how it looks now. And it's something we might talk about soon. But uh, the conversion and the vision that we had, which was to always take John with his chronic low back and give him a whole new perspective and put him, you know, let him feel supported, let him feel empowered and, and put him in with other people. Um, and, and what happened was we missed that bridge for a long time, for at least probably, I would say two years, the first two years of the business. We, we struggled with that conversion, even though the people, the few people that we did, and we, I think we maxed that service back then with like 20, 20 people at our absolute ever best for the month. It was like 20 members in that. In the group. In the group. Um, and so we were, those 20 people were getting amazing results and feeling great and they were raving fans but our conversion and our way of helping people into that service and telling the story about what we can help them with was non-existent and, and not very good. So then it turned into a, a business more, that catalyst for the next change came from a more business survival. Yeah, and, okay, so it's stuff. like, this is working, we have proof of concept. Yeah but the story's not really resonating and people aren't jumping across. Something needs to change. Yeah. yeah, let's talk about that because just the other week I was speaking to a woman and um, she teaches Pilates. Mm-hmm. One, oh, sorry, she's a physiotherapist yeah. and she teaches Pilates yeah. in a one-to-one and wanting to dive deeper into a group setting. Mm-hmm. So as a physio, kind of similar, right? As a physio, yeah. there's a lot of one-to-ones, um, books are close to full, mm. And then there's the concept of a Pilates group down yeah. the line, which could be used as um, you know, a way to support ongoing in groups of four or five. I'm not yeah. too sure of the details. And it can be a little bit tricky. Like, you know, in one sense, it feels like I need to go out and find people for the group mm. program or the group movement thing that you yeah. did. And then on the other side, you've got these people coming through the one-to-one, through mm-hmm. the pain um, phase into the more of a movement phase. Yeah. How did you start to connect them together? Yep. And what would you say, in hindsight, speaking to that a little bit? For sure. Yeah, I, I exactly the same. That resonates with me because we did that. We would then go hunting or looking to acquire clients for the group and then- Like a gym. Yeah, like a gym. And and you're running essentially two businesses under one roof. It's like offering those extra services. It's it's good and you can do it, but it's so much more stressful. And you already have this clientele base that you enjoy working with, that you wanna work with, that you know you have the tools to help further. And how do you get them across? Um, And so what evolved from that for us with, 
it was what I now call our pain to performance continuum. So this is something that I've adapted from a few different sources, um, mostly from some work by McKenzie, he was an old physiotherapist, and then Ido Portal and his like isolation integration improvisation model, and then um, some other business coaching work who've done some kind of mesh them together to form and this a is model. a model, yeah. basically. Um, and it's very, very simple, but it essentially comprises of three parts. And I, when I first employed people, I just used it more as a way to explain the patient pathway and what we're trying to achieve to my employees. Behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, and in the last couple of months, um, we've, I've now got it like a visual representation of it it's all over the clinic we use it as education and and when we're on an initial consult and as we're going through one-on-one -on -one consults to show the person where we're going um, and where they would go to potentially have some hiccups um, anyway that model consists of three main parts and it's a continuum and you know it, I'm oversimplifying the journey here, I appreciate that, but it works really well. Mm -hmm. And it goes from basically pain modulation, where you're flared up, we do some things to help you dull down the pain or take control of that, change the pain experience yeah. in some way. The next part um, is where we move into facilitation. And for me, this is that bridge where we're really handing the reins over more and more. And, and a lot of the stuff in that phase, to me, looks like things from Pilates and yoga and more mindful practices, perhaps, or mindful movement practices. So this is hands-off? This is more hands-off. Yeah. So, so remember, it's a continuum. Yeah, so yeah. there's hands-off in the pain modulation as well, yeah, yeah. and there's hands-on in the performance part too. Yeah. It just shifts and changes a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we go from there into performance, which is, you know, really starting to challenge these people and, you know, picking up really heavy stuff or doing build strength. Build strength. Yeah. And we're getting more tissue change in that uh, over a long period of time and changes to um, physiological state, like your metabolism, right? And the, the first phase, we're just getting changed to your nervous system and how you're perceiving your situation, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, so if someone's in the early phase, mm. this model allows you to give them, let's call this person, let, let's say I come in, mm -hmm. what you've done is allowed me to see myself as the hero in yep. this journey. And mm -hmm. what lies ahead is these little mountains and valleys, and first I've got to get out of pain, yep. then if that goes well, and when that happens, yep. I get to move into... Modulation? No, so it goes pain modulation, facilitation. Facilitation. Yeah. Then if that happens, I get to move into the performance or yeah. the training phase. Yeah. And so I get I, I get clarity, mm -hmm. which is really nice, especially if you're in pain, mm. getting the world a little bit clearer around is nice. Yeah. And also I start to see from a business perspective what uh, lies ahead and I get yeah. to see you as a really clear guide to help me that whole journey. Yeah, correct. Yeah, cool. And it's almost like you're Batman and I'm Alfred. Yeah. 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 And I think that's a big, we, we talk a lot about that is like making sure that 
it's very clear to the person what that story is. Mm. Um, but, you know, I think the beginning of all of that is what you've done is you've created the, you've, you zoomed out and looked at the biggest story, which is not just John wants to get out of pain. Mm. It's John wants to, you know, if you look at you, 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 you do all sorts of sports and movement and play mm. golf. Jackie's an insane runner. Mm. Um, Luke's a rock climber. Mm. Um, uh, Ollie does powerlifting. Ollie does powerlifting. Yeah. Everyone does something. And yeah. so in your guys' story, you're like, okay, people want to do stuff yeah. and we can service them all the way through. Mm. Let's flip the story. Instead of just getting to pain, let's turn it into a community that does stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's what the that's what's in the performance part, and, and we touch on it. And like like I said, the models are continuum, and there's bits and pieces all the way along. But um, we once they're in that group setting, and they're they're still working on their goals um, and, and their specific needs, but they're surrounded by other people doing the same thing, yeah. and so we have now. 65 members or something um, at the moment and there's like every couple of months the girls decide they want to go and do like Pinot and Picasso or you know some act they go out for dinner and that kind of stuff um, we have the Christmas parties and other social events and people are always they'll come in and they're like oh Samantha's not in where's Samantha tonight or where's yeah. this person or that person and we'll be like oh they've gone on holidays or they've yeah. done this or yeah. whatever um, and so they look forward to seeing their friends yeah. as well right yeah does that answer the, For the sure. question yeah, yeah. We, we talk about this concept of lateral connection sometimes mm. and occasionally you know it might not be that the business wants to create an ongoing group mm. Uh, so just so we're clear, that 65 is separate to the one-to-one oh, yeah. -one service yeah. that's still going. 100%. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's a whole second arm, but sometimes people might go, oh, I don't want to do a whole arm like this and I don't have the time or the, the, the drive mm. or I just don't want to do it. But you could still create a lateral connection through and community mm. through events or yep. through workshops or mm. through seminars. And I think what we're talking about is some way of looking at, okay, I've got a one-to-one -one business. Mm. What next, what could I do? That's a, a pathway extension or mm. a deep dive or something that a helps support my business because yep. it increases lifetime value. Yeah. B brings people together and creates I, I guess a bit of a tribe or a mm. community, mm -hmm. people support each other. Um, yeah, I mean, do you, yeah, it's based on what you're seeing with other business owners and, and peers and people in the industry, is there anything else that comes up for you around that? Yeah, well, I, I think the one of the big things that gets talked about in my industry is the biopsychosocial model. I know we've talked about it in the past. I think I've heard it on other physios or chiros and osteos talk about it in some of the other podcasts you're doing. Um, and we're all aware of it, but I think as a general rule, the industry does a really crap job at it. Um, and I don't want to toot my own trumpet, but um, I think we do it better than the vast majority. Yeah, um, I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. Is it the social bit that's it's hard? It's the social bit yeah. that's hard and forming that lateral connection, yeah. right? Um, what's really powerful with it though from not just from the business perspective and 
um, creating that tribe. But what's really powerful is when you're going through something that's not great, that you feel like, and you tell yourself this narrative, and we all do it, is no one else has done it this hard, or my situation's the worst that it ever could have possibly been conceived in existence. You know, blah, 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 blah. My back's the worst the doctor's ever seen. It's the one I hear all the time. Um, and it's not to take away from that person's individual circumstance or experience, but what's really powerful, one of the really powerful sentences that I often use one-on-one is, um, John, like, I'm really, like, I'm listening to everything you're saying and what makes up John's story, but underneath what I'm hearing is these common traits that I see X, Y, Z, and I pick them out of, of your story. And yeah. that opens their eyes. But what does it, and that's one thing, but what does it even better is when they see five other people going through something very, very similar, and then they're like, oh, yeah, I was waking up at 3 a.m. every and smashing down the codeine and couldn't sleep and rah, rah, rah. And they realise that whilst their experience was still shit, it wasn't, they weren't alone mm-hmm. in experiencing that. Yeah. And it, that's super yeah. powerful. It gets people off of, um, what is it called? The Google self-diagnosis. Yeah. 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 My yeah. dis about to explode and yeah. Yeah. whatever else. Yeah. Okay. So I guess the final question on this is very good. So if you're, if you're one-to-one service, I think that it, I think that every business almost, I could almost say this, every business uh, can or should, or even people don't like that word, mm. look at ways to create lateral connection. Yeah. That could be a Facebook group for the mm. members in a newsletter. It could mm. be a Christmas party mm. for past clients. It could be a winter morning swim that yep. everyone comes if they want to and to meet each other. Mm. You've created a... Um, a viable model for the business that continues the life cycle, which yeah. is really, really cool. If people are in that early phase, uh, or they've got that, you know, 25 to 35 clients a week mm. in, the, in the context of physiotherapy or, you know, one of these uh, manual therapy. Yeah. And they're, they're... So we're talking about 25 one-on-one yeah, clients a week? One yeah, one-on-one. Okay. And they're, so they're, their brain is wired to one-on-one. Mm. And there's a bit of a problem here challenge here because you've got rent mm-hmm. you've got uh, other th- outgoings mm-hmm. and what we're saying is hey actually look at you know even if you need to cut two hours of that week out to zoom out set some time to look at how you could change or um, mm. tweak or look at the innovate the business model yeah how would you speak to the old Duncan who may be a little bit more stressed, a little bit mm. in the grind of like filling the book, so to speak? Yeah. Uh, you know, saying, hey, like yeah. it could be a different way. Like, yeah, yeah. how do you navigate that part of the, the business journey for you? Yeah. Um, I think I'd say to him, you always talk about loving efficiency. So why are you doing something so inefficient? And you... So I'm can, like, this will sound pretty hard, but uh, if you really sit down and think about it, are you serving those clients and their needs in the best way 
possible, especially once they've been there for, and you've done maybe more than a five or six one-on-ones with them. So I know our numbers and our average from one-on-one sessions is they will see us between five and eight times for a one-on-one. Now, it varies a little and rah, 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 but most people, they'll either be in the, a group situation within that bracket or um, we've got them to a point and it's just not quite a right fit or whatever and, and they're discharged like a traditional physio. Our conversion from that's around 25% though. From one to one to from group? From one to one to group. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that's great. Depends on the month and depends yeah. on things, but it doesn't get below 10% almost ever, I don't think, in the la- at least not in the last six months to 12 months, uh, and it's usually up close to Okay, the and what's the average life cycle once in the group, if you yep. know, as an ongoing member? Yeah, it, this is a little bit, I haven't got the numbers specifically on this, I haven't sat down to calculate them and figure out how to do that accurately, but... Um, months, over. Months, though, yeah, yeah, months. So at least I would say on average 12 weeks maybe even 18. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then some you have for oh, years. Some we've had for three, four years. Yeah. yeah. So imagine if you're listening, if you had, if you could take at a minimum, even 10%. Yeah. Right. Like it, it's, it's it so much small, more leverageable. About that. 10% yeah. of the people that you serve over the next year, mm. introduce them to a way that they can continue to work with you, continue to get even better results and you don't need to chase for that new client. There's not yep. a cost to the business to acquire a client. Yep. You're just supporting someone in a really healthy way ongoing. And that cost goes down with this model too yeah. because those people in the group are our best referrers. Yeah. Um, we, for example, I talked to you when we were off camera about a guy called Peyton. He's referred, he's still with us like two years later, three years later, he's referred like I would say six or seven people. Um, we've got a whole family called the Popovs. Like literally, they're um, they've got some disabled kids who I also do work with. A couple yeah. of them, one of them does the group classes with everyone else as well. Uh, the mum and dad come in. The support workers come oh, in. Cool. It's just like yeah. twenty people, fifteen people from this fact that we've helped them in an acute setting, and then we've helped them in a long term and they know what we can do for everyone. They can tell our story and they're super confident to go, you just need to go see them. Yeah. Um, and then those people come into, like one of their support, two of their support workers are now in the group as well. And it just goes and goes. So we spend less and less time on, um, time on marketing, but also money on marketing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love it. So just to recap, I guess if I had to pick three things that were really cool there, one is you looked at the entire journey of the customer Mm -hmm. and looked at what you thought was really right. Yeah. Not from a business perspective, but from like, hey, where do these people really want to get to? Yeah. Two, you set up that possibility through creating group programs, Mm -hmm. which are designed to help people ongoing and support them in strength and movement after they've moved through that pain phase as a physiotherapist. Three is, and this is key, you communicate that client pathway 
your model mm. very clearly internally so mm -hmm. that people are great at sales and help to enroll people, but then also externally in educating the clients. Yep. So it's crystal clear if I come into the space, what's possible for me mm -hmm. as the hero in my own journey, yep. where I can go, how long that might take, Correct. and that there's support for me after the fact, I'm not just gonna be left out on the street. Yep. Exactly, and where you might see some pitfalls as well. Yeah. So we can yeah. already be aware. Yeah, I think that's one thing with models is, um, like what you do is very, you know, there's a lot to it. Like mm. your skill, you've got years of experience, there's a lot of skill set. And what we're talking about here is framing a model that's very, very simplified when it's on paper. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people don't understand that that's essential because the client doesn't understand all of the nuance mm. and the physio speak. Mm -hmm. They understand what, where they're at right now yeah. and you've used nice clear language. Yeah. You've just got three stages, which sounds way too simple. Yeah. But when you're the client, that's actually, that clarity is really helpful and it allows me to come back. Yeah. Then we get to go deeper and you can educate me on the deeper level. 100%. And it is, an and this is where so many physios, so many clinicians especially, get all bogged down. Because it is, a human being is, I think, the, one of the most complex oh, things yeah. to ever try and figure I out. I think we're close yeah, to Yeah, no. <laughs> like, yeah. the depths of space in human beings. Yeah. Like, I don't know, there's probably some other things. But it is exceptionally complicated. But the, Einstein, I think, said, um, if you can't explain it, to a three-year-old, then you don't know your subject, or something like that. That's paraphrase, perhaps. But um, and I think that's what going through the journey personally with an injury helped me clarify. Also, those ten thousand hours, um, and and then also I've, I'm lucky in that I'm quite practical and pragmatic. Yeah. I'm maybe not lucky. It's just <laughs> lots of things made that but um it allowed me to go and zoom out and be like okay what does this person need and how can we convey it and show them that it's possible and i do get said by clients I lot earlier this week she's like you make it sound so simple yeah and i'm like it is simple it's yeah. just not easy yeah yeah there's a lot under the hood mm. there's a lot that goes into creating something that comes across simple and yeah. clear and I think that level of empathy, a lot of people don't understand that meeting the client where they're at, sometimes that that's a whole nother level of mm. empathy and simplifying and clarifying. Um, but that's a whole nother topic. Yeah, I think. definitely. Okay, beautiful. That's really cool. If you're listening and you're doing one-to-one -one effectively, uh, at a minimum, question the model. Yep. Question, question everything. Go, okay, cool. Is this, is this it? And if so, great. If not, is there a way to connect people? Mm. Is there a way I can extend the life cycle of the success path? Yeah. And um, finally, can I speak to the people about that and communicate that so that they get clarity? Yeah. I think if you're sitting there asking those questions and deep down you feel frustrated with what you're doing, that's probably giving you the answer that something can change for the better. Now, knowing what that is could take a lot more time than just that one moment of sitting with it. Mm -hmm. um, but if you have that seed and you're honest with yourself and you're like, yeah, I am actually a bit frustrated. It doesn't mean you have to change it today, 
but you can start to to put things into into place over a period of time. Yeah, you um, you educated you you now educate people, and I my staff. I don't have another business arm that does like physio education or anything yeah. like that. No. But but your clients are being educated. Oh yeah, right. And I think what a lot of people that dissonance that you talked about, I think, can be when we treat or we solve a problem like you you give an experience in the session mm -hmm. but if there's not that long-term education that you see put into place and practiced yeah that can feel a little bit empty yeah. because then you're just bringing people back yeah. you know yeah uh, whereas what you do is really powerful long term too and you get evangelists you get people who who talk about the brand yeah absolutely awesome is there anything else you'd like to add for practitioners solo business owners small service no um good on you <laughs> it's not the easiest gig in the world but um yeah no nothing nothing that we've haven't already kind of summarized i don't think yeah do you think people get trapped in that difficulty do you think like what yeah. you what you did is actually quite available to people but it's tempting to get trapped in the, the grind yeah i think definitely yeah. i think the way it's set up traps you without you even becoming aware of it sometimes yeah um and the the basic needs like you said you got rent you've got overheads you know yeah. you need to put bread on the table i was like that a couple of years ago too yeah, yeah. awesome i'll put your transient health your info in the show notes Thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate it. I think there's a lot of gold for people in all one-to-one -one settings. It was yeah. awesome. Enjoyed it. Thanks, mate. Cool. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening to the episode. I hope you enjoyed that one. There's a lot of gold in there, especially if you are a one-to-one -one service provider and you're wondering what's next. You know, I've got to fill my books and build my business, but what comes next? What's after that? Uh, Definitely go and check out the work that Duncan and Jackie and the team are doing at Transcend Health. And as a final note, remember to head over to creatorclub.link, creatorclub.link and grab your copy of the Win the Week framework. You know, if there's one thing I notice when I work with successful small business owners is they consistently focus on the work that matters. They found a way to get clear and generally, not all the time, of course, but generally focus on what they need to do and get that work done and not get distracted by too many shiny objects along the way. So head over, grab the framework now, print out a few copies, and it'll help to set you up for the week ahead. That's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. See you on the next episode.